Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special, in-depth, mind episode of Flux. We've been doing a lot of those lately at the time of this recording, and I figured we'll keep the train rolling with all these introspectives in the mind going. I am your host for tonight, Steve, and tonight we got a special thing planned for you. It's a one-on-one session with Eric, who, for this session, will be playing Lokar. Yeah, back to my paladin, turtle, wizard, no, warlock roots. No, I screwed that up. I'm not a <laughs> wizard anymore right now. No, you're a uh, turtle, paladin, warlock. Warlock, so, uh, yeah. Took me a second. Too many W words in that. A turtle-lock? A tor- a tor- a turtle-lock? Wait. A turtle-lock? A tor- <laughs> turtle-lock-a-din. Ah, I like that. Turtle-lock-a-din. Yeah. I'm like, I can get a paladin in there somewhere. Although technically he was a paladin first, but sure. Tortalakadin. Awesome. So, for the story we're telling tonight, it will be Lokar, right after the events of episode, I believe, 62, where they defeated the mad tyrant Vespar, and his crown was taken by Lokar, and then some very unusual things happened, you know? He cast Disintegrate on Bardis. He was able to use Dimension Door and open a portal and just a bunch of things that, you know, Loker's not very well known for doing, so... Well, my body did it, I guess. Your body did it, which, I mean, man, you didn't even know you had it in you. Uh, you know, I mean, I figured all along. All along, it was there, and... Yeah, so from here on, we will be picking up from the point when Lokar has just fireballed point blank between him and Bardis to break the grapple and has just passed through the portal. Oh, I imagined that Lokar wasn't actually uh, awake for any of that. Like, I thought he'd be already be internal to his mind, but okay. No, no, we got we got a little atmosphere to build. I like to build my atmosphere, okay. so... so... So is... So I guess let me ask this. Sure. With... With Lokar having the crown on, is yes. he still? Is it like being hypnotized in a way where, like, he knows what is going on, like he can see through his eyes but can't control his actions, kind of thing? Yes, it will be okay. kind of like that. It's just at the initial, it's just the initial shock of the possession will be disorientating for his mind. Sure, no, that's fine. But I, I think that him seeing all of this will be different than if he was like, I'm going to call it like mentally shut down. For, for the process. So the process of him escaping, once he puts on the crown, will be disorientated, disorientating for him. He will not sure. fully grasp what happened, but okay. he will know that something went down. Sure. Okay. So, but he doesn't... like. But you're making it in a gray area. I'm just trying to get it structured here. So he saw what happened, but he's not able to control himself. If we leave it kind of in that area, I think I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I Just so that I can, like, that'll just kind of change my roleplay perspective on how this plays out. Sure, sure, sure. Sounds... It, yeah, I figure either he's blacked out and has no idea what happened, or he saw everything and he can process that or work off of that. All right, we'll go with that then. Okay. All right, so we will start here now. Lokar, your mind is still hazy but your ability to process and remember what's going on hits you as you find yourself suddenly running down the top of the stairs of the tower that you had just climbed to face 
and kill Vespar, the tyrant. You're telling yourself, why am I running? My friends are back that way. We just killed the wizard. I just claimed his crown. Why am I running? Why can't I stop? Down the stairs, you're running. And as you make your way to the bottom, you find yourself still moving forward, leaving your friends behind until you're sudden, until you look back and you see that your friends have gathered at the bottom of the stairs behind you. You find yourself starting to cast a spell that you have no knowledge of how you would know as a portal starts to tear itself in the air in front of you. Bardis charges you, grabbing onto you as if trying to hold you there for dear life. And suddenly there is an explosion between the two of you that pushes him back and you find yourself pushed through the portal. There is a large flash of light as your vision suddenly goes dark from the blinding light and it slowly starts to return. But first, you smell stagnant water and plant life and you hear the buzzing of insects and the familiar croak of frogs and you feel about shin deep, you find yourself in water. And even with and even as your sight returns, you've already figured out that you've somehow returned home. And as your vision comes back, you find yourself standing in the middle of the swamp that looks very familiar. And as you take in your surroundings, you realize that even though your head is turning, you're still not the one in control. And it is at this point that you hear a voice in your mind. Ah, so I guess we should speak about our situation. And from there, your mind's eye opens and you find yourself not seeing the world around you, but instead floating in an inky blackness within your own mind. And as you float there, you see sort of like a mirage coming into view, a scene of two large armchairs facing each other with a table between them and a fireplace built into a stone wall behind them as a set piece with a fire burning. And you see sitting in one of the chairs is the old man that you just killed, Vespar the Tyrant. So wait, did we go like, is this like an inner mind thing or is this still in the swamp that these chairs so, are? So you're now like in a, in, you're in a mind palace, Sherlock wise. Okay. Um, when I saw the swamp, was it, could I tell if it was like from my, I'm going to say my timeline of when I left or is that from the swamp? Like the last time we saw it, where it looked like it was. So it, it looks just like, it looks like the swamp you remember from your childhood. Okay. So it it felt more like home than like a desecrated wasteland that would have become. Correct. Okay. Um, and so he's already sitting in one of the chairs. Yep. And he motions with a hand towards the other one. Please sit. Why would I do that? Because until you sit and we hash this out, you're not going anywhere. So you might as well indulge me and maybe get something out of it. 
I'm not I'm not happy about this situation and I'd like to leave. I can understand that. I mean no one ever chooses to put the crown on. But please, please sit. I look around. So is this like a closed room like there's no way to leave? So you look around and aside from the two chairs, the table and the stone wall with the fireplace burning, it is just complete black void around you. Hmm. I'm going to, uh, Lokar will kind of reluctantly stand there and stare like he's still processing all of this. You've destroyed everything I care about. I have no faith in you, and I'd rather just kill myself now than have to deal with your torment any longer, wizard. You say that, but I'm sure as you've already noticed, time is a bit fluid with these portals, and we've actually arrived at a time before your world was destroyed or desecrated, as you say. We have arrived at a juncture in time for your world where there is still time to save it. Time to make sure that the orcs never get out of control, and time to make sure that that little invasion never occurs. And why should I believe that you're willing to help me when you obviously only care about destruction and desecration, as it were, of other people's home worlds? Oh, you've got me all wrong. I only have to destroy... Maybe about one out of every five worlds I conquer. And that's because of a deal I have with a dear old friend. Honestly, I like to rule worlds. And I like to leave them better than I than I arrived them in. Arrived in them. And I only ever hand my friend the worlds that are already doomed. That world that we just left. The Gensai. It was going to die in another, what, 200, 300 years? Barely any time left at all. So I just mulched the resources, as you would say, and turned it over to my friend as per my deal with him. But your world, your world can still be saved. Your world, we can intercede and change the fate it was originally dealt. All right, so I want to know why my world was chosen in the first place, then. Your world was chosen in the first place. Oh, before I continue, though, please, please sit. I don't need a sit. I'm sure you will find this chair quite comfortable. I still don't trust you, not enough to even sit in one of your mind chairs, wizard. Oh, I hope that will change eventually as I give you the information you desire. And as he's speaking, you notice that the old man is starting to kind of like shift back in time himself, his body becoming younger slowly until he finally reaches what looks probably like his peak um, age, maybe mid to late 20s with a thick shaved black beard and dark hair slicked back, 
and just a very regal looking human man. Now then, your first question is why your world was doomed, correct? That's the gist of it. Do you know about the orc breeding habits? The only thing I've ever known or cared about orcs is that they try to kill me, so I kill them back. Have you ever wondered why the orcs always outnumbered your species by such a large margin? figured the only things orcs were good for was eating and screwing, and that's how they got in the place they are now. Exactly. They reproduce at a much faster rate than your kind do, and despite being the better warriors, numbers are just very hard to overcome. Yeah, I still just want to see all of them dead. You don't get the name Orcsbane without uh, slapping a few skulls together. Indeed. And so here is where we are. We are at a point in time before the orc population reached a point where it became problematic. We are at a point right now where the orcs of your world can still be culled into a manageable size, and your species can remain the dominant of this world. I don't see how that's possible. I've seen my world destroyed, I've seen it desecrated, I've seen frog people in that land. Yes, but that is a land thousands of years away. We are back in a time before even you were born. Not by much, but just enough to matter. Just enough that with the right sort of leader, your people could seek out the orcs cull the population, remove the problematic ch chieftains and leaders, and form a more peaceful bond with them. Or kill them all. I mean, it's your world, after all. I don't like the idea. I'm not a very smart man, but I don't like no. the idea of messing around with all this time stuff. I mean, if that's how you feel, we can always just put it back where your people are decimated, unable to breed enough to keep a population going, dying out slowly as those orcs that you hate so much continue to violate your world. I don't like the idea of going back and changing things in that course. I am technically made who I am today all because of the actions the orcs took. I understand that. However, you are removed from time at this point. You have become too involved with flux for the timelines to ever affect you at this point. So you're saying that even if I can regenerate my world, I won't go back to the world that I created or that I left? At this point, even standing here right now, if someone were to discover you, it could shift the balance greatly. So, let's say, for example, we fix my world, all the orcs are taken out because there's no way I'm leaving any of those freaks alive. And we finish off whatever other business we have with Flux. Where do I go back to? Where do I fit in this puzzle? Here is what 
I am willing to offer you for a bit of of your time on this world. We can cohabit your bodily space for a short period of time and do the good work that needs to be done. And after which time, after I have installed you as the de facto leader of your people, I will only ask that you remove me from your brow and place me upon a new form so that I may take my leave. And I will leave you here to rule, to kill, to do whatever you want. It is your world. So you want me to give you over to somebody else after we're done here with this now? Well, I'm not saying it's going to be a quick thing. I'm saying for the time we are stuck together to finish the good work. After all, you will need my abilities and knowledge to help you best alleviate the situation that is to come and give it oh by my estimation probably about 10 years of your time i'll be ready to move on and all i ask is that you give me a new body to leave in peacefully and i will leave you to your world no tricks no deception i will just leave you with your world and i will even allow you to control your body when I am not needed during this time. So, you help me clean up this mess here. We go do the things you need to do. And then at some point, all I have to do is transfer you to somebody else and I get to go off and be in peace in this world you've helped me create. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm offering. And if you wish to reach out to your friends and flux however you might be able to do so i will not stop you and i will even barter some information away to sweeten the pot okay but please take a seat i still don't like the seat you're a little too keen on it i'm also concerned about that Please, I swear an oath that there is nothing wrong with the chair. It will not bind you. It will not prevent you from being able to speak as you have been. It will not, it will not, what's the word, cause a deficit to your mental facilities. It is merely a chair in your mind's eye. And honestly, every great man should know the feeling of sitting in a great chair. Lokar walks over to the chair. Uh, <laughs> do I still have my lightsaber on me? You have a mental representation of it on you. I pull it out and slice the chair in half. You slice the chair in half, and as part of it starts to fall away, it turns into smoke and the chair returns to the way it was. I still don't care to sit down. That is fine. So, here's what I'm offering. Or what I'm what I want out of this, I guess. I want my world 
to a livable state when all of once flux is back to normal i want to be able to have a world to go back to that i can not have to worry about the orcs and i also want to be able to go back and help my companions in finishing this deed we have started in flux As far as I know, you are one of the wizards that was a part of that ritual that went wrong for some or another reason. I figure you at least had some stake in trying to get Flux moved into another dimension, probably to avoid this chaos that was around it. Oh, quite right, quite right. However... As you may have guessed, I am not exactly the most altruistic of people. And as you're speaking to him, you see his human form start to shift again. And now sitting in front of you is a regal elf draped in finery with that same crown on his head. I mean, regardless, you were still a part of that ritual. You understand what we're trying to save, which seems to be the whole bloody universe. And I am willing to give you the information to be able to bring Flux back to how it was before the ritual. But information is not enough for me. I need to help my friends. Well, that will take time. As you already know, I've stated it's going to be a matter of years before we're done with one another. All right, so at the very least, I need to give some word back to my companions of, well, A, my safety, and B, my charge. Mm. No. Not right away, anyways. I don't think so, because all they're going to do is come looking for you and find you with a crown on your head and they're going to want to take it for themselves and the only way to get it off without my willingness is for you to be killed well uh, if you're going to give me this information it does mean no good if I cannot return to Flux oh I'm not going to prevent you from going back after we've separated. I'm just not very keen on you giving them your location just so soon. I am more than happy to let them find you after we have gone our separate ways. I'll even send the damn message spell for you if that's what you really want. I will open a gate to that world, but... The number of years, sometimes things that are important change to a man. Maybe you'll even find a taste for ruling. All right, how about this? I want my world back. I would like to at least drop off my special things that matter to Flux, like this sword, shield, and 
I would then permit to go with you to solve whatever you need to do. But I do have a few effects I would like to leave in flux so that at least they may be useful. I have no issue with that. Very well. I would be more than happy to have some of your effects transported to flux in a place where your friends will find them easily enough. All right, so how do we do this then? Well then, tell me, do you have any other do you have any questions regarding the ritual, the wizards, or any of that sort of information that I could possibly help with before you seal the deal? I mean, if you're willing to give up information before we seal the deal, then yes, anything you can tell us would be well, tell me, I guess, in particular, because obviously I cannot transfer that information to my group. But you will be able to give it to them once our business is complete. And remember, time between the worlds through the portals is fluid, and what may be ten years for you might be ten minutes to them. Who knows? Now then, this information I will give you freely. I was once a great king. An elven king of a world much like some, maybe some of those that you've seen already. Advanced in magic, filled with wonder, a booming population of the greatest magically gifted elves you've ever seen. And everyone flourished under my rule. However, my reign was cut short as members of my family wished my downfall so that they may claim the riches and spoils of such a flourishing nation. Myself, my wife, and my child were all murdered by cousins of my family and the world was taken from me. It was after that I found out that my soul had attached itself to what had once been my own crown. And from there, I was able to slowly gain power and control those who had sought to steal my power and in turn ruin them. After a number of my successors being found in a very disposed manner. They finally decided the crown had to have been cursed, and I was cast in through a portal to another world. And from there, I have made my way from world to world, slowly trying to bring greatness to each that I passed through. And it was on this journey that I came across my dear old friend, a wizard of great skill in the effects of life and unlife. One of the other wizards that was with me during the ritual. 
Now, unfortunately from our agreement, I can't exactly say his name, but I will let you know he is the one who wanted that world filled with undead. He is a master of the undead and a very powerful wizard in his own right. And he is one of the pieces that you and your friends will need to find to be able to bring Flux back to how it was. And by pieces, I mean multiple pieces of him. I don't think we've seen much of that wizard yet. No, but I know you encountered one of his pieces in the City of Towers. The one with the dark gem? Yes, the one that was spreading the plague and turning the city folk into the undead mob. It was one of the worlds he decided he wanted. And per our agreement, I have to give him a world every once in a while. So that one was selected. It piqued his interest. For I believe they had many things called Warforged. Things that are not living, but not dead. It intrigued him greatly. Hmm. All right, so... We know about some of the pieces. But, okay, so we obviously have recovered a dagger. You're saying these are shards of something else that is connected with this other, I presume, an evil undead sort of wizard. I mean, only if you feel undead are a source of evil rather than a resource as he sees them. Well, through my experience in being blessed with the touch of radiance, I feel that the undead are a unholy sort upon our worlds, so I would like to eradicate them as well. And I'd like the chance to get at this wizard as well. Well, that will require finding more pieces of him, which are scattered across who knows where. Hmm. However, I have the knowledge, and this is what I want from you during our time together. I spent time in that world he wanted, and I have the blueprints and magic in my mind to create one of those bodies, those non-living, non-dead bodies. And part of our agreement is after we return your world to the way you want it, make it the way you want it. One of these bodies will be constructed for me, and we will see if the crown will take to it. 
Sounds fair. I do not think I am left with any choice in this matter. No, until the crown is removed, you are stuck with me, and at my whim, control of your body is mine. However, as I said, with this agreement, unless I need to interfere, I will let you control your own form, lead your own people, and I will be but the whispers in the back of your mind, giving you the direction you need to make this planet great again. The only thing I've cared about since I was young was to try to get my world back. I lost my family, I lost my comrades, I lost many friends, and then I watched my last one die at the hands of that that other wizard that you speak of. Then I believe we have an accord and I will be sure to share any other information that comes across my mind regarding my ally. If it comes to mind. And he reaches out his hand to you for a handshake. I'm letting you know right now that after our agreement is over, I'm going after your acquaintance. That is fine. That sounds like his problem. Then I guess this is the only choice I have, and he reaches out and shakes your hand. And as you shake his hand, I want you to roll a perception check. Uh, okay. With advantage? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I roll a four. And a four right. plus a zero is a four. All right. So as you grasp his hand, for some reason you feel almost a searing heat for just a moment, but it's gone and you feel you must have imagined it as you pull your hand back and see that there is nothing there. And from there, you will do great, wonderful, and terrible things. And that is where we will draw tonight's session between Vespar and Lokar. That's all we're doing? We're not even going to take over the world yet? No, no, no. Oh, I we expect have to already start taking over the world. No, no. We got to ponder that for tomorrow night. For tomorrow night? Yeah. Narf. Let's say we're not doing this tomorrow night. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you. So you and I will talk about this in a separate room about okay. how things how things will go and how you want to do things. And from there we'll storyboard what happens in low cars rise or fall or whatever and okay. changing his world. And then once we have that done, um, I will use that to plan the rest of my DM sessions regarding low car and Vespar. And Hey, depending on how things go, you'll maybe get low car back. Maybe low car will be, a figurehead in the background supporting the group or everything will go to hell. We'll see what happens. Um, and then 
just for so this is a bit of like um just kind of letting it out there what Lokar is trying to do. <laughs> yeah. With sure. the whole wanting to return items back to flux. Mm-hmm. And we can play this out at some other point maybe. I want to somehow figure out a way that like I can take some of the items and maybe try to get at least some sort of a message across. Okay, yeah, and we can definitely discuss that too. Again, this okay. was a special to kind of yeah. let everyone kind of get an idea of where Lokar's head is at after everything that happened and right. build the stage for what will become the next step in my DM sessions regarding Vespar. Okay. Yeah, cuz so, so so just for just for yeah, just for what Lokar's trying to do like and that was part of the I want to go see my friends or I want to go do whatever is he is attempting to find any means necess- that he can to kind of circumvent and get something over to them that might give them a clue as to either where he is or yeah and we can totally discuss so. and we can yeah. totally discuss that anyways i want to thank everyone who came to listen um i know our uh patron fan brady is in the listening box I'm giving this a listen as our very first Patreon Patreon specific uh, recording. This will be made available at a later date for everyone else to listen to. And until then, Eric, why don't you hit them with the socials this time? Oh, what I, do you think I'm prepared for that? No, um, it's infinite. Well, it's Infinity Zen Gaming pretty much everywhere except for oh, where did I put it? Is it pinned somewhere? Do this to me. It's pinned under Flux campaign details. That's I was literally just there. I had to go find it. Uh, is it really? Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're at Infinity's EG uh, on Twitter. And we are Infinity's in Gaming on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a Discord. Um, it's in our... We have a Twitch also. It's in our Twitch. It's on our Facebook, I'm sure. I need to start posting that thing every so often. But yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. And yeah, we're we're just to let everybody know in case you're thinking about joining our Discord and potentially Patreon stuff like that. We do actually have a plan to do kind of duo stories with some of the other players um, in kind of a fun little quirky live uh, session type thing where it'll be kind of an offshoot of the normal uh, recordings, and we'll figure out where those insert. Or we plan on making those possibly Patreon exclusive for a lim- for a temporary time before releasing them to the public? Maybe. We could do that, too. Um, I think we can do that under the actual Patreon program, so we can figure that out and do that. More incentive, guys. More incentive. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, we'll do it for like a dollar a month, probably, at that point. Just I mean, just to get people in, you know? Yeah. They can't all be big spenders like Brady. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, so we're working on that stuff. And actually, I'll just uh, tease it that we're potentially doing steve will be dming it and it'll be uh lokarn and norin during the time one of our episodes in case you haven't heard it where there was a time shift uh that happened and lokar went from hating all orcs to actually kind of starting to tolerate slash take care of the orc baby that's in flux and so we're going to find out exactly how that went down i'm thinking two holy men and a baby Two holy men and a baby. Huh. Hey, that's not bad. Maybe. So. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this. And yeah, check us out, and we hope to hear from you soon.
yeah, everybody join our Discord. That's where we're active, and we do D&D help stuff all the time. It's fun. So. All right. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye.